Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Tent Talks. This is Stacy. And back again. Look who's back. Back again. Lacey's back again. It's me. I'm back again. Hey, Lacey. Welcome back. A few episodes ago, maybe two episodes, we had Morgan Gonzalez on. I loved, by the way. Yeah. I loved. Isn't she? Yeah. Really cool. And she mentioned the psychedelic renaissance and how that's alive and well. And Lacey and I here have dabbled in the Renaissance because we're part of the Just rebirth. Call us Renaissance women. Renaissance women. <laughs> and I think it would be interesting to share about what that looks like and how that's helped us and just painting a picture for people maybe wanting to explore that because I think because of the Renaissance, there's so much awareness. There's documentaries on Netflix. There's books written. There, every practitioner is talking about so many podcasts. I mean, so I feel like many. I listened to podcasts for years before I really felt ready to dip my toe into it. There are just so many resources out there if you look, and so much valuable information. And I think if it's finding you, you find yourself always hearing about it. I think that's an invitation, really. Yeah, I like that. Because I think that it's here to help us as a tool. And if it's coming at you at different invitations, then like, pay attention. It would be my advice. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you have to do it. It's just maybe it's speaking to you. Yeah, I feel like I, I knew pretty distinctly uh, when I was ready to start diving into that kind of work. I do think it is a process to get to that point to want to get there. But yeah, it's been it's been a fun journey to get there and then to take the journey. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched that documentary The Fantastical World of Fungus. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Um Fantastic Fungi? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, do I feel like you I feel like you really embellished it a little bit. <laughs> I think it's fantastic fungi. Oh my gosh. I love fantastical it is. though. <laughs> okay, it is. It's just called fantastic fungi. I feel like you put your little embellishment of how you really feel about it, right? I You're did. Like, it's it's, it's fan- a fantastic fantastical world of fungus. That documentary, it did a couple of things. It provided a beautiful visual to see a variety of mushrooms. It puts that little itch in your ear that it doesn't have to be a psychedelic. Like mushrooms are just here as support organisms on the earth. So you could even just be drawn to mushrooms and take like lion's mane or reishi. Yeah, just something supplemental Mm -hmm. because mushrooms are just here as as healers as medicine for the body but but if you do feel called to take the psychedelic journey then there's another piece to that because it has to do with your mind and really going somewhere metaphorical (laughs) you know me i love the metaphor (laughs) i'll get into it yeah we can so I think before anybody does a mushroom trip, the first thing is this communication, right? You need to know that you want it. It's calling to you, you're calling to them, and you find yourself 
doing research or hearing people's stories. And I think that's the first step is really the introduction and the call. Yeah, like the inquiry, like to understand more and yeah. I found myself just hearing about it left and right, people offering me stories, offering me literal medicine, and it took me a long time to feel really safe about it because there is this unknown piece that feels really scary. I'm curious to know, what was it for you that helped you maybe feel more comfortable or safe? Because I know that there's, you know what I mean, a lot of hesitations. I know I had a lot of hesitations, right? Because there's been a lot of years of stigma that's been placed around, you know what I mean, these healing substances. And so I'm curious, what for you helped you feel more safe about it? I think I know these medicine makers locally and... They have this honey that they created. They put mushrooms in honey and you take it as a microdose. And for them, the honey was as important as the mushroom. And the dose is so minuscule, it's so micro that it doesn't alter your day. Like you would be able to drive, do your work, do everything that you would typically do during the day. But then maybe partway through the day, you just notice wow, things are really beautiful. I'm no, I'm taking, I'm taking time to notice my environment around me and observe it. Or I'm, I'm having more creative ideas that are kind of, they're a little bit more expansive than what I would normally do. But it's not so noticeable that you feel too open or unhinged. So what I hear you saying is, Dipping your toe first sounded like a microdosing regimen, probably before you were, were more comfortable to do a full trip. And I took basically that similar journey. I microdosed for a period of a couple months for two consecutive summers and then felt, I think, a little bit more comfortable, like going a little bit deeper and taking more. And uh, I think that is, you know, for a lot of people, a great place to start of taking a very scaled back dose and being able to see first how it feels in their body and just really subtle forms. And if the mushrooms do continue to talk to you and talk to your body and create more invitation, then you'll know. And if a microdose is where you start and end, then you'll also know that because like your body will tell you. (laughs) It's so simple, but it, it feels... It feels profound in the moment. I think, you know what I mean, where mushrooms have been put in this category of drugs and drugs are bad and addictive and things like that. I think something that I have noticed with mushrooms is I don't have this urge, I guess, to continue taking them. Like if I have a really big emotional insight or I've had a big trip, there's a period of almost rest that I need after to sit with that information and try to like integrate that. And so I know I had maybe some of those like hesitations or like, is this a substance I'm going to start using and like want to continue? Like, you know, can you abuse this? Blah, blah, blah. 
But from my experience, it's been very intuitive and easy for me to say, okay, this is something I'm open to that I'm going to participate in for a period of time and then having my periods of like, okay, and now I will rest from it. And that is very intuitive. I don't feel this. It's not like, I guess for me, this party drug that I'm like eager to go like take at a concert. And I know some people do. And I know these, you know, it affects people different ways. It's a very deeply emotional thing for me. And so, no, I don't find myself wanting to, I don't know, eat mushrooms and go to a concert or things like that. Although I'm sure it's a very beautiful experience for a lot of people because you are so in tuned with your environment and sound and the people around you. Um, I just know in my body, the way that I experience them are, it is, it's very deep emotional work, even uh, in micro doses. You know what I mean? I go throughout my day to day, but I would, I think I would describe microdosing for me kind of helps me take the everyday insights that maybe I am observing and helps me pull them all in, like reel them in to see maybe a bigger picture, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. And uh, I think we talked a little bit, you know, I feel like I have this very, I have an ADHD brain, meaning I feel like I do observe a lot all at once. And I am always taking in a lot of information and what I have found that I feel like when I do microdose is it helps me take those observation and that information and filter it in useful ways and in really beautiful ways too, you know, and that's when I talk about, I get really excited about metaphor because I think probably the biggest things that mushrooms have offered me is being able to see the metaphor in my life. I always say to you, Stacy, like <laughs> my life is a trip. And I don't even need the drugs most of the time, right? <laughs> but I think the mushrooms help us see, right, the beauty and the connections and, you know, how everything is aligned and connected and really be able to zoom out and see that big picture. I think you hit the nail on the head because I, I too, have an ADHD brain and I feel like I'm observing so much and absorbing energy and information through my body all the time. And my body's holding on to a lot of stuff. And so by the time that I get to a place where I can quiet and have mushroom medicine and help in that way, it's like this information is speaking to you. This is important to pay attention to. This is linked to this. And it almost activates my inner investigative, like archetype, my investigator yeah. archetype, because I've coined the phrase hashtag. No, just kidding. But I've hashtag coined it right now. <laughs> I've coined the phrase the trauma trail. It's a, it's like a literal trail, and all these memories or experiences that I've have that I remember. They're just they're they're things that are easily accessible. What happened when I did mushrooms is I could identify that is trauma and you remembered it for a reason. And now with your adult eyes and your adult brain and the, all the information that you've gathered through research, now you're going to take that memory and look at it through a trauma-informed lens mm. and process it through your body so your body doesn't have to keep holding on to it. That's what mushrooms have done for me. They've helped me identify my traumas 
see it, recognize it, affirm it as trauma so that my body can release it and not hold on to it. So to say that mushrooms is a party drug, or, you know, like I'd want to do it at a concert, you gave that example, that is so far from my reality. It is, I'm sitting, I'm laying on a bed with a blindfold on, crying my eyes out. That's what mushrooms are to me. Same sister, same. (laughs) And a microdose for me, it's like that on a milder scale, right? It is, it can be a feeling of just feeling more open to the world and surroundings in a more heart opening. And so, you know, maybe just a little example for me, you know, with a microdose, it might be that I'm in the grocery store and there's a song that's playing and that song has hit me in a different way or maybe struck up a memory that I didn't remember or something like that. It's a little bit more subtle, but also very like emotional. Um, Life is always communicating with us and talking to us in ways that only we would recognize. Yeah. And Mushroom tunes us into that. Yeah, it's almost like a little like scavenger hunt. Like if you kind of just like pay attention a little bit, like life drops these little like tidbits or hints or gifts or you know what I mean? Uh, Treasures to find or follow. Yeah. Kind of fun. In my Mormon language, I would have said something like, God knows just me personally or, but it was actually myself leaving breadcrumb trails for myself. But before I would just call it God talking to me. I like that. Yeah. So can we walk the listeners through like what a big mushroom trip looks like set and setting? Yeah, we did this recently. And so let's just talk through maybe what exactly that looked like because you and I, we did a trip together. You helped facilitate a trip for me in a moment when I think it was really crucial. Honestly, I was kind of at this place of, I don't know, what would you describe, Stacy? of... You needed to make a shift. I needed to make a huge shift. And I think I kind of, I I'd expressed that to you at the time. And luckily I had a friend like you, Stacy. And in this moment, like when I'm expressing to you of just like, you know what I mean? In so many words of like, I don't know. I feel a little lost right now. I thought I was on this like right path. You know what I mean? And uh, I was lucky enough to have you to kind of ground me in that moment of like, Lacey, even this in this moment, this has been part of, you know, the path. And, uh, and we did decide at that time that maybe right now would be a good time to take some more mushrooms and have that remembering to return back to my purpose, right? Because I feel like I found that like with uh, microdosing, just kind of a gentle nudge or direction, right? Of where I needed to go. Because you needed to connect with you and talk to you. Yeah. You needed to access your own personal well of information. Yeah. And so that was why we, Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I think one of the biggest factors in doing something like this is having the support of somebody whom you can trust. You know what I mean? I would never do it alone. Parts of your heart. Yeah. I would never do, especially for a first timer, I would never do a big mushroom trip alone because we need someone to help us integrate. We need a reflector and we need this 
container. Like last episode, we talked about creating a safe container, a safe space. And that's the setting piece. Like you need a person to help hold space for you. Yeah. So very grateful that even, you know, I think we did that in May. And since then, we've just been able to have so much conversation around it in, you know, the safety of our friendship has been really cool. Well, we keep talking about it because there's the integration process does take several months. I mean, I'm still in it. I'm in the thick of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, but yeah, so we, yeah, got to the point. I decided that this was something, it was probably a good time to kind of go a bit deeper and sink in and go internal. And, you know, I had done one trip maybe a year previously and uh, Stacey, you encouraged me to do this one uh, blindfolded as to go more internal, right? Because you can get these visuals and it's very stimulating. It could be not, I wouldn't say overstimulating, but it's very stimulating, right? Visually and even sound wise. Uh, yeah, you, you don't want to interact as much with your environment as you do with your internal body. And that's the gift of the blindfold Yeah, is it takes you into yourself. I don't know, maybe like walk us through maybe what you did to prepare for that, Stacy, and I can talk about what I did to prepare for that day. Mm-hmm. You saw what I was doing. Yeah. I was scurrying around, cleaning up everything, doing my thing, right? Because for me, it was important to not have those outside stressors. It's important for me when someone is in my home, we did this in my home, that I know my guests there are comfortable and taken care of. And so for me, it was important for the space to feel clean and comfortable and also to have like snacks available for Mm -hmm. myself and for you. That's just kind of my dynamic, right? Of like, I'm a little bit of a caretaker that way. And I didn't want that to get in the way mentally of me being able to relax and go deep. And so, And, and things like that matter because we will think about those things. It will distract us from our journey if we don't set up that careful environment. And you knew that you wanted things to be in a certain way Mm -hmm. ahead of time. And so you just said yes to yourself. Yeah. And yeah, the funny thing about me is I knew I would need to feel like you were taken care of and comfortable in that moment in order to like for that to happen, which was the funny thing. Even though you don't require that, right? You're like, Lacey, I know how to take care of myself, but I'm like, I know this is just how I'm crazy and I'm going to make sure you're no. comfortable. We're all fed. The home's clean. So when I like lie down, it's not like, how long have we been doing this? Does Stacy need water? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's funny, but it's it's true. You kind of have to get rid of those distractions. And, yeah. you know, when you hear those words often like set and setting, this is just it. That's, what yeah. can you do to get rid of any like distractions so that you can create this safe container for this work to come forth? And as an observer of her experience, what I did is I... I made sure I was wearing really comfortable clothes. I made sure I had hydration. I knew Lacey was going to provide snacks, so I didn't worry about that. I brought a journal, a notebook, some pens. I brought my phone, a charger, headphones, and I just watched and took notes. And I was just that observer. And I, and I did like a time log. At this time, the medicine kicked in. At this time, she went to the bathroom. At this time, she was saying these things. 
And that way, when we're done, I can reflect back to you, your experience, and then, and then you can go deeper and remember more because a journey is much like a dream. And if you don't talk about it right away, you lose the information. And that's why integration after a mushroom trip or any kind of psychedelic trip is really important because it's like a flash. It can just, you can Mm. lose it. So as I take notes and reflect those back to you, then you remember more. It triggers memory. Yeah. I think that was probably the most valuable thing that I gained from that experience is being able to go back and reflect. Um, because every note that you took, I do remember very distinctly now, you know what I mean? Uh further what even just that little sentence means. And so that was really, really valuable for me to just have that witness, right? Like what I was processing may have not, I think it does make sense to you because you know me on an intimate level, but just having a witness. And I think it's important to maybe paint a picture of what that trip looks like. Cause I know I asked you Stacy, of like, is this what it looks like for other people? Because for me, what that looked like was, I took the mushrooms and it takes 15, 20 minutes and then you start to feel them kick in. And at that point, um, I lied down, I had a blindfold and there's a little like, you, and you had walked me through this, right? There's a little agitation that will initially kind of come up and then you do sink into it. And so for me, it looked like lying on a bed with a blindfold it was a tearful, beautiful couple of hours, and you were sitting in a chair by my bedside with a journal, jotting down basically what I was verbally processing, and they were just little notions and little thoughts and very random, right? But it did help me to have that information to reflect back on and you know present this bigger picture. So mostly it was lying down, it was a little verbal processing, you know, with little bathroom breaks or maybe like a snack here or there. At least for me, a lot of people um, they recommend taking mushrooms on an empty stomach and things like that. For me, what I learned with microdosing is nourishing is a big part of like healing for me. And so uh, eating and nourishing my body throughout that process was also an important piece for me. But yeah, I think just to have a scribe offered so much value, but to have that scribe also be a person that has witnessed your journey and understands a lot of uh, where you've come from, but also like where you hope to go, I think was really, it was really cool for me. And so I'm trying to remember, it was well, a couple hours, maybe an hour that we sat. I don't know, you helped me because I, oh, I after, didn't know yeah, how after, long it actually took. But. Yeah. After we we talked maybe for an hour and a half or more and just went over your notes and then, and then I left. But I think all in all, I was probably there for five or six hours. Maybe, yeah, it was probably a half a day. But it's very similar to being a birth doula in in that way. Like, I I just took all of my birth doula training and brought it to the mushroom world. I mean, talk about metaphor, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's exactly what these experiences are, is they are birthing. You know, it is mm-hmm. a, a birth, whether that is a concept, an idea, a vision, a dream. There is a birth that happens. So I love, I love that well, idea. Well, I'm glad that like, you brought up you're metaphor. You're a trip 
doula. <laughs> well, and back to metaphor and, and dreaming. Our soul speaks to us in metaphor. And so it is, it is like a dream. I went to Oregon to do a mushroom trip. I felt really safe doing it in a state where it was decriminalized because I was doing a really big trip and I wanted to, to have that be a factor in my, in my safety is just feeling really open. And like, I really could surrender to the experience and I was right next to the ocean, but the ocean became this huge metaphor. Mm. And that was a reoccurring theme throughout my whole experience was the ocean and the healing waters and cleansing and baptism and ebb and flow and giving and receiving. And it was all centered around just being next to the ocean. But yet it was so personalized for what my journey was. I was clearing up a lot of trauma in my body of childhood traumas. And I needed the ocean, this huge body of healing waters to facilitate that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know I needed it, but it felt like as big as the ocean in my trip. And your, your metaphor. Contrast, right? Because my metaphor is the desert and Mm -hmm. desolation and mirages, mirages and boom and bust and kind of this westward expansion energy and So it's so funny, right? Because it can be so relevant to, you know what I mean, your location and your surrounding. I mean, talk about set and setting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The thing that I love about supporting people in these in-between spaces, because it is a, it is an altered state. It's a, a very precious, delicate, like you want to come out intact, whole and grounded. You don't want to leave any part of your psyche or self stuck. And that's why having a witness helps you because they ground you in reality and they ground you in presence and they help months later do the integration work. But if I didn't have experience with birth work, with body work and doing massage, I don't feel like I could know what to do to help. I, I think anybody can sit, but I, I do think that's maybe not true. I don't know that I could. So I it's, don't know that anybody could because I've sat, you know what I mean? I've sat in people, you know, I worked in mental health. I've processed trauma, things like that. I do think it's a unique person that maybe is more drawn to wanting to sit and observe and do that. And I don't know, maybe I would get there eventually, but it, um, it does take a skill set and I don't know, I don't know how to articulate it. Well, that's why I loved you pointed out like the doula thing. Cause I'm like, well, yeah, because it's a birth. It makes sense that a person that's drawn to those dynamics, right? could be also a great person to facilitate this kind of healing in space because they know what it takes to bring a birth forth. And that yeah. is a lot of it's what these are. It's between realm. It's almost like a, a dream. You're yeah. birthing uh, the dream. And so I like that. I like that. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know. I'll, I mean, I'll challenge that idea because I'm like, I don't think I want to do that for everyone. But I know you do because that <laughs> is your work and that's your calling, right? Mm-hmm. Is to create safe spaces for people, right? Yeah. I think in saying that maybe anybody could do it, I think 
I think you'd have to want to, and I think you'd have to, uh, yeah, learn how to hold dynamic space for people to just let them be and then to help kind of bring a a caring, nurturing place to help ground them back to reality. I guess what I'm pointing out is you are just so well rehearsed in that is what it is. Thank (laughs) you. you It's really easy for you. Maybe it's not as easy as I assume. Well, it's familiar. It's familiar. Familiar, I guess is the word. Well, uh, thank you for that. I receive it (laughs) and I let it go. No, just (laughs) kidding. Um, Deepak Chopra, he always says that like, it's okay if someone pays you a compliment or if they say something really cruel about you because it can just be received as neutral because like you're your own, you're your own source. Like you create your own, he calls it self-referral. You refer yourself. You don't have your yourself be at the mercy of other people's compliments or, mm. or otherwise, or their cruel words. Like you're so strong in your own container of yourself that people can say whatever they want about you. Yeah. But it's like kind of a trip because it's like so hard to do that. Cause like hearing your kind words really does boost me. And then I have to be like, okay, wait, wait, it's okay. <laughs> or like if somebody says something, you know, really harsh and you like stew over it for days, yeah. it's <laughs> a hard skill to try to be self-referred. Thanks Deepak Chopra. <laughs> anyway. Well, Lacey, I really want to thank you for being on today and talking about these really delicate internal trips that we go on and metaphors. Yeah. I feel like this isn't the end of the conversation because you know, I want to talk about metaphor (laughs) (laughs) because that is, that is so much of what you gain from experience like that. And that is what you can take with you. And uh, the metaphor of my trip is actually, it's become a mantra for me. And I don't think I've shared it with you, Stacey. What is it? It's a poem. Oh, do you want to hear it? Yeah, I do. Okay, I'm going to share it because you'll recognize my trip within these words. And I have found myself, I repeat them to remember Mm. this path that I'm on because since taking that trip, it has not been easy to forge this path. It's been Mm. excruciating actually. And so I want to share them with you. Is that okay? Yeah, I'd love to hear. I don't know if we're leaving this on there or not, but... I come from dust, boom and bust. Bad blood, hearts that flood, fit for grit, legs that lead. We set the pace, the weather we face. Loneliest highways, mirages on byways, work until the day we die, building mansions in the sky. And on pastures where I watched that one horse die. The American dream will always make me, break me shake me, turn to dust, boom and bust, build the oasis, smiles on faces, river streams of rainbow, buckets of blood overflow. Where will we go? I will go. Explosions in the sky, fireworks, ride or die. Buckets of blood cleansed by the flood, petrichor, pain no more. Stories from the veil live to tell the tell of how we set our sail so the wind becomes the exhale. Some may press forward searching for weather more wild, 
You'll find us in the desert where we can stay wild. You wrote that. That was my trip, Stace. Was that not it? That was it. I have full body cold chills. That was it. That is so beautiful. Isn't it? And that's just been like, because those words that you recorded and that remembering, I've been able to hold on basically to this mantra since May. You know what I mean? Of like, this is where we're going. This is it. Keep going forward. And it's been resounding, right? And I feel it in my body. And uh, and so that was just the biggest gift of it all is to both have that experience, have it reflected back to me so that I could, right, put it in even just these few words that I could remember in moments that I need to remember because it has been difficult since then. And uh, I'm finding myself starting to like come up on the other end of it, you know, because that's also, I think, the reality that we often don't talk about, I think, with, you know, psilocybin and mushrooms is it does send you on a journey and it's really beautiful, but it will also send you into the shadow work in the dark corners. And so I think if anything, if I had that hesitation for years, it was that knowing of, I know this is going to be some deep work. And I finally had the space and time that it was time to dive into it because it's a lot of work, but it's the most beautiful and meaningful work you can do. It's a lot of work. It's not for the faint of heart. And that is why if you feel the call, you have to be serious about it and mull it over and really, like you don't just take this invitation lightly. You take it really seriously and you have support and you do set and setting. And how important to have a friend or a guide to hold you accountable to your truth. And that's what you've done for me, Stace. So thank you. Oh, Lacey, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. We love having you on Tent Talks. Thanks. (laughs) And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time on Tent Talks.